Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Talk Nudie. My name is Dani Skoy, your podcast host. And this week, I had someone very special in my life, Juliana Consley. She is a dear friend of mine from high school, and we stayed friends throughout all these years. But she's just such a special person to me because no matter the struggles that you can go through in your life, she has showed me that you can always find something to be grateful for. And there's always something to be positive about in your life, no matter what. And she has showed that to me. And it's something so genuine and real. And she demonstrates it every day through her actions. I wanted to have her in this podcast for a long time. And it was a struggle getting her here because I know she wanted to speak about so many things. But we finally jot down how we can make this conversation so special and beautiful for everybody that's listening to it. And I just feel so honored to be able to bring her and create space to hear her story. So I really hope you guys enjoy. Let me know what you think. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Anis. It's a pleasure to be here. Finally, finally, everyone, she's here. After so long of me asking you like you're finally made it and I'm just so happy and appreciative you made it here thank you for having me Lanis. honestly I remember when you started this I was like yes I want to be a part of it and now here we are <laughs> yes and you know what I, I know I say this a lot but I think we would have so many different episodes because obviously we grew up together I know your story I know you have so much to you know express to the world your story is amazing and and who you are after so much like I just want to say that you inspire me you thank really you. do thank you Danis mm-hmm. I feel like we have this mutual admiration for each other we really do yeah because you know what we have like a very similar hustle uh-huh we have that drive we, we want to grow I've always seen it in you you know? We want to go, but we don't know where. Exactly. <laughs> we just want to grow. We just want to be the best version of ourselves, whatever that is. Yeah. So we just take action and we just do it. Yeah. And then we figure things out. Like, I don't know why we always, like, we always align. Like, we were both in school at the same time. We both were, like, confused at the same time. Mm-hmm. We both, like, side hustles at the same, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Always, like, both did, like, master's degrees at the same <laughs> time. But we were like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so tell us a little bit about, I guess, what you studied and how you got to where you got to. Okay. So I, uh, I studied psychology. I went to FIU. And after that, I, I mean, during that, I thought I was going to be a clinical therapist. That's what I wanted to do. Talk therapy, have my own office, you know, have my patients. Wait, did you really? That's when you I were wanted. in college? When I was in, before college, like, that's what I wanted to be. Wow. A therapist. That's why I studied psychology. And doing it, I mean, I was fascinated. I just love human beings. I love um, interacting with them, learning about them, studying them, how the mind works, how the psyche works, how, like, your habits affect your neurotransmitters and your state of being. Like, I always was fascinated by that. So that's why I studied it. Um, But... You know, here in the United States, you have to have, like, a PhD in order to, mm-hmm. like, be productive in that field. So I was like, <laughs> you be know, productive. hustle. You know, I wanted to. It's a lot, especially clinical psych. Yeah. I feel like you have to do so much to yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, I feel like also dr- I had a moment where I was like, 
kind of vibing and I actually didn't want to work that much so I was like <laughs> I wanted to explore and travel and like mm-hmm. just get to know myself more mm-hmm. so then after college like I went back to Paraguay and I lived there for a year and a half started working in recruiting mm-hmm. right oh you were doing recruiting there yeah I started doing recruiting nice. over there okay I got my first job there with this woman Kasmin Mendoza who is amazing I interviewed with her over the phone from here before moving and we just like connected <clears throat> We were we read the same books. We I felt like she was like una ada madrina, like a little fairy in my life, uh-huh, you know, who uh-huh. just like came to impact my life and like she'll always be around, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was my boss in Paraguay, and we stay we still stay in touch, and that's how I got into into recruiting, and I traveled a lot during that time, <clears throat> um, and then I was like, okay. Oh, and Paraguay was amazing because, like, you know, growing up in Weston, Westonzuela, like, I felt, like, very Weston swelling. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel yeah. Paraguayan. So when I went back over there, I was able to connect with my roots, my family, my yeah. accent. When I speak Spanish now, I sound like where I'm from. So that was amazing. And, like, but then I missed, I missed the metropolis. I missed Miami. Mm-hmm. So I decided to come back, and then I got my master's in HR because of, because I was studying. In FIU? Yeah. Okay. Because I was in my job mm-hmm. in Paraguay, I was, like, wait, like, I feel like there's so much room here in Paraguay for, like, human resources to be mm-hmm. better at creating um, healthy environments in the workplace, because I was working with all of these different companies there, and I was seeing the opportunity, and I was considering living there. Yeah. I was considering, like, coming here, do, getting my master's in the U.S., and, like, going back to Paraguay and opening a consulting, a, a HR consulting firm, and, like, no way, providing the service of human resources outsourced to companies in Paraguay. That's beautiful. That's what I thought. <laughs> but then I got here and I was like, no, I like it here. Mm-hmm. This is where it's at, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to leave Miami. It's, it's just such it a really great is. place. There's so much culture. There's so many and it's it's booming. And I've always thought it was good. Miami has always been good. People just didn't know about it. I agree. I didn't appreciate it until I moved back from law school. And all my life before then, I was like, ugh, Miami. Yeah. But it's because my perception was I was living in Weston mm-hmm. with my parents, mm-hmm. like in a small town. Mm-hmm. And then when my friends moved to Miami, when I moved back from from law school, mm-hmm. I remember I would just be in Miami a lot and brick and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god there's so much culture there's people everywhere from everywhere like you Uh meet so many interesting people and like sometimes it it can be people that are not as friendly Mm -hmm. you know Uh like i feel like people are known here but i don't know i feel like i was like free to express myself like especially with my clothes with how i act all that i just feel like no one is looking nobody is looking no one you can really be yourself and i think for us we come from latin america it's just such a nice blend because we're able to like be Colombian, be Paraguayan and like speak our, our language and just like dance. And I don't know, like the South of South America is more like kind of European vibes. So <clears throat> I love here, it's more tropical and I love dancing and I love like mm-hmm. that sazon that you get to experience It's a sazon. <laughs> Miami is a sazon. That's what it's it is. It's a sazon. It's like a spicy sauce that yeah. you just like add a little bit to your food and it's, it's like, like yum. It's like a picadillo, <laughs> but however you want it, you know? Like yeah. You can put it like if you want olives or if you want raisins on it or not, like whatever, whatever. If you want more traditional, if you want a little wild, like you can make it your own. That's so true yeah, because that's Miami. So, yeah, there's so many like <laughs> different areas and it's like, you can live the kind of life that you want to live. Like, you can be 
you know, in the suburbs, mm-hmm. like in the land with animals. Yes, that's like what, 20 minutes away. Yeah. But you can also live in the city, like literally like high rise and live that city life. But you can also live in the middle or like, you know, little Havana. Yeah. And I don't know. And the, the beach. And like, there's always sun. You can tan, look beautiful. Are we promoting Miami here? <laughs> okay, everybody. So I also do real estate. <laughs> Hit me up if you need to buy properties. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> you are the top agent. You're the top agent. Honestly, I wouldn't say that, but I am good at it. <laughs> I am good at it, and like, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. So count on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your family. I know that you know you were hesitant to to be here today just because like so much has happened, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm sure a lot of listeners know like you know a little bit about what happened and everything but no you're right I mean definitely I've been through a lot um and it's been interesting because I didn't want this to be like a dark podcast because that's not who I am right but I've seen a lot of a lot of darkness and it is a part of my story and I choose to like accept that and move forward without it staining my view of life like i i think that we need to take the darkness that happens in our lives and and make it beautiful by taking action from the inspiration that we that we receive from those things from those moments so like that's what i'm trying to do with my life right now that's so beautiful it's so beautiful because you are you've always been such a positive person and like and I cannot emphasize more like you are one of the most positive people I've ever met and you've taken everything that has happened in your life and you have turned it around and been like but mm-hmm. I have this 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 and you live your life and it's yeah. so beautiful it's so inspiring thank you Danis. yeah it's funny because um you know in high school like I had this perfect little world bubble you know I lived with my both my parents. They were together. <clears throat> um, oldest sister, like fun, popular girl, like you know, just no problems, no responsibilities, no worries. You were so popular. <laughs> and then, and then, just like you know, shit started happening. Man. The shit started hitting the fan. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. like it's been a journey, mm-hmm. but I'm so grateful for it. I couldn't be happier about all the stuff that has happened really literally all of it i would i mean there are certain things that i'm like damn i wish like that didn't happen i wish that didn't happen to that person like but i just think that it was meant to be because even the tragedies like if that person is still alive like it's because there's they're meant to be here Mm -hmm. and they're meant to go through that and be an inspiration yeah so um like I just I've learned a lot from all everything that I've seen so like even for example like starting from my parents divorce um my mom was dependent on my on my dad I mean she always worked but it was like he had control of the finances you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so when they got divorced she, at you know 40s and a woman in her 40s had to figure out how to pay rent you know how to pay yeah. the bills how mm-hmm. to and she was like freaking out about it mm-hmm. you know and like so I accompanied her. Me and my mom have always been very close. Mm-hmm. And like, even though like we're mom and daughter, it's like friends, you know, we've always told each other everything. So I like went through that journey with her and learned so much 
about the importance of being independent oh my god yeah i really didn't think about it before i was just like oh. no way do you think that really shaped you to you know be, have this hustler mentality 100 percent. wow yes. i always remember your mom being hustler even before anything i just remember she was always with her ipad like working <laughs> and just like hustling yeah you know doing her thing yeah but you know it's it's so common it's so common for like you to reach a certain age and be like oh, shit Mm-hmm. like now i have to figure this out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she has she realized that it, in her late 40s imagine mm-hmm. but that's why i admire her so much and i'm so happy to have her as a mom because she literally okay not, she had to figure it out in her 40s in a country where she didn't grow up in mm-hmm. miami yeah. right where she's from paraguay um and then she was like i was like mom go back to paraguay like that's when i actually moved to paraguay i went with her and I was like, you're going to be happier over there. And I kind of feel like exploring it. Let's go. Let's no go. way. So you guys <laughs> moved together? We moved, we moved together. Nice. And she went and restarted her life over there. And now she is co-owner of one of, of the most important uh, real estate brokerage in Paraguay, the entire country, like with her partner, who's a very experienced entrepreneur over there, like her best friend from childhood, like they partner, mm-hmm. and she has that hustle and like that sales, and he has that experience of like entrepreneurship and marketing, and like together they just have the best team, and like that's amazing to be able to do wow. that in a country where like it's just I don't know, it's not that easy to like reinvent yourself in a Paraguay where everybody's so used to who you are. It's such a small society, so you are who you are. People don't really try to reinvent themselves. I feel like in South America, it's very much like that. Yeah. Like, it's very traditional-based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, even now, if I speak... It's interesting, because, like, I'll speak to my mom's friends, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, Julie, like, you're a runner now? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you like running? <laughs> I'm like, why? Why is this a shock to you? You know, like... <laughs> Don't you try things, new things? Yeah, sometimes? yeah. Mm-hmm. I love trying new things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I did capoeira. I was like, I'm never going to do jujitsu, Ben. Like, stop trying to convince me to do jujitsu. But I'm going to do the fitness class in capoeira. <laughs> and then, like, I did it, and I loved it. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. And I think we're always going to be evolving. Mm-hmm. And when we, we stay stagnant, that's when I feel like, it's not like you lose or anything, but it's like, man, you stop discovering new things that are going to help you expand or evolve to a different person or even a better person than who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I think about so many things in my life. And I just learned that, especially with my career. Mm-hmm. It's like, who? I can't just choose one thing I want to do for the rest of my life. What? That's mm-hmm. insane. And we're supposed to decide that when we're 18. Like, yeah. So and I realized, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm not going to explain it to anybody. And I'm going to do it the way that I think it's best, like, at the moment in my life. You're so resourceful. And, but, but, like, and, like, I feel like that creates, you know, that, that allows you to be resourceful because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if I'm not afraid to do something that I don't, I've never done before, okay, where do I start? Let's start with YouTube. Like, I don't even know. Everything I've learned, I think I learned through YouTube, like, 100%. <laughs> That's the beauty of the world we live in today, right? <laughs> like, ChatGPT, Google, YouTube, you just figure it out. You have mm-hmm. an idea. You're like, okay, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it because I know it's <clears> possible. <throat> Other people have done it. Like, I'm going to put my own sazon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, like, me, like, learning how to do this 
podcasts and editing it's it's it was challenging at first Mm -hmm. and but the one thing that i think is like really challenging is photoshop Mm -hmm. for me like editing through photoshop it's like still like a big struggle and i feel like you will always be learning with photoshop but then they just came out with a chat gpt like feature where you put in what you want and then it does it for you to your picture and i'm like this is another level (laughs) i saw an ad about that and it was like Mm -hmm. the coolest ad because it was like this woman with an afro and then like the per the um, the app allows you to like circle her afro Mm -hmm. like a part of her afro and be like make it more voluminous and so her afro became more like round and Wow. Like, wow like this is incredible amazing that's imagine, another level imagine like all the girls that are going to be using it to make their booty more voluminous like you know it it's another <laughs> level forget reality on social media that's <laughs> that is the world we're like living in online nowadays. dating forget it oh my god <laughs> anyways oh how do we god. get there yeah I don't know. <laughs> but then you also like you also have this mentality of like you're not afraid either. Hmm. Yeah, I remember you were doing FBA and all this stuff. Like, you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to do this program. I'm going to do this online course, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing just, you know, there's nothing stopping you there. And that's so beautiful. That's why I think me and you are aligned in that similar area because mm-hmm. it's like you're resourceful too, you know, and, and nothing's going to stop you from like, oh, my God, like, I'm curious about this. Let me go do this. Oh my god, but I don't know how to do it. No, that's no. just that's never going to happen. That's not going to stop you. Like You're right. And I feel like eh, you said an interesting word there which is like you said like I'm not afraid. And like, yeah, I'm not afraid to t- to try anything new. It's true. It's true. I'm not afraid about that. <laughs> Thank God. But like I do feel fear sometimes, you know? And I just think that it <clears throat> that is okay. It's actually kind of exciting mm-hmm. when you feel fear. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I think this is where I need to work more. If I feel fear somewhere, wow. it's because it excites me. Like, the unknown of, like, is this going to be a success or a failure? Mm-hmm. A little bit afraid of the failure, but, like, okay, let's do it anyway. Let's mm-hmm. look at fear in the eyes and, like, cross the bridge. And, and you know, I think that that's the beautiful part. Sometimes we have an idea mm-hmm. of what things are going to look like. Yeah, yeah. And then through the process, you end up realizing, like, okay, maybe it didn't work out that way, but that doesn't mean it's a failure. It's actually something more beautiful or Mm -hmm. something different, and it's what Mm -hmm. you needed. And, like, we think things. We're like, okay, I want my next job to be like this. I want the next guy I meet to be like that. I want... We're always manifesting, unconsciously or consciously. Oh, 100%. We're We're creating our lives, whether we like it or not. And we attract the things that we're wanting, mm-hmm. consciously or not. And then we are like, oh my God, that was hilarious. <laughs> Thanks that- for the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you know? Like. <laughs> so like, it's cool to always be wanting to explore and try new things because you get to know yourself so much. Mm-hmm. It's so true, right? No, that's literally how you discover so much. And you evolve because even if like, even if it's something that, like you said, like it's like quote unquote like a failure, mm-hmm. it's like you're learning so much about you yeah. on how you, you know, take on this challenge or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so funny you say fear, how you you think that having fear is 
it means that you know there's something that excites you inside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know it's so funny like i just learned that this year oh yeah because i thought i'm like how can i differentiate fear between like good fear and bad fear mm, you know okay. what i mean like when your That's instincts are like are like no like whoa 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 or when it's like oh like it's it, it scares me but like ugh, like i need to do it or like you know what i mean yes. so it's like it, i found it so hard to like differentiate both but then i thought about it and i'm like it's so true like if you change your perspective of, of fear you'll know exactly if this fear is coming from a good place or not because it's like fear is good because it means you're evolving you're mm-hmm. changing you're mm-hmm. opening to something that you've never opened up to before mm-hmm. and it's so new mm-hmm. and new things are unknown to us and therefore very uncertain and we like naturally just like you know we don't want to unknown things you mm-hmm. know like we want to have control mm-hmm. so it's like this fear is natural but like it's so true like if you know that fear is good for you like you're just gonna go and be like fuck i'm gonna feel it but like i gotta do it yeah it's, you know? like, it's like our ancestors who were like afraid of the tiger that was <clears> gonna <throat> chase them down it's like that's fear but they had to run <laughs> no but honestly like talking about today's world <laughs> like i think that you are making such a good point of like understanding the fear and where it's coming from to know whether it's a fear that you should follow like you should mm-hmm. go look at and figure it out or not yeah right like and i think that the difference is like the energy that you feel when you're feeling that fear is it like a fear that excites you like oh my god i'm afraid of it but like i think that it could be really cool like there's a lot of potential here like or is it um i forgot where i was going with him (laughs) (laughs) or is it just like anxiety provoking and actually maybe it's it comes from like you wanting certain things out of your ego from your ego but not really because you actually like are inspired by it that's so true like it doesn't really align with you but it's like you want it because there's something like external that you want out of it Mm -hmm. that's so true i think that's the way i try to differentiate yeah the two types of fears that's so true i love that you talked about control because control is so so big it's so much bigger than we think in in everything not just your career in all of our lives like we want to control our future Mm -hmm. we want to control what happens and life is just never going to be exactly how you think it's going to be never never going to be exactly how you think it's going to be and that's that's what i think we were kind of talking about before before the podcast um we were saying how you know like yes i've been through a lot of stuff right and i remember like when my grandmother passed away in such a tragic manner of like being stabbed to death i literally was like this is horrendous like, you only hear about this in movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, an old lady sleeping in her bed being stabbed to death because why? Like, they wanted to take her iPad and her cell phone. Like, this doesn't make any sense. She's hilarious. Everybody loves her. Like, literally, people who were 13, 6 years old, 70, 50, all decades wanted to be around her. Because she was just a hilarious woman. Um, but she dies in this way. And it's like, what? How can you accept that right and it's just so tragic and you go and i went through that and i was like okay god i had a conversation with god i was like listen i'm gonna need you to make my life perfect now (laughs) thanks for this like i guess i don't know i'm gonna learn something about from this but 
no more suffering enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, more crazy stuff started happening, as you know, like, and everybody knows Ben's accident, like, a good friend of mine, my Capoeira instructor, passed away, and, like, I was like, what the heck? God, I thought we talked about this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, for me, that was such a big lesson about what you're talking about, of control. Like, we don't ever have control. So all we can do is live in the present moment right now, try our best, like, train our mind, our bodies, our soul, our, our spirit. We need to constantly be training all of those areas of our lives through our habits, through trying to be happy through trying our best like trying you know to Mm -hmm. to be happy to make our work environment a good one our families our friends community like being part of community communities um we don't know what's gonna happen and that's okay like living in the unknown right now just right now and like not knowing what's gonna happen being ready for it it's actually i think cyborg said this one time i never quote cyborg but here i am (laughs) Um, he, Cyborg, if you're listening to this, he's probably not, but (laughs) he's like, he said like, you know, that a true fighter, a true warrior, like, it's just always ready for the fight. They don't train for competition. They train for life. Wow. You know? And I'm like, that's true. Like, we literally have to always be training. Even if we're not a jujitsu fighter, whatever it may be, like, you have to always just be training. More yeah anything it's so true like your mindset mm-hmm. i feel you always have to be training your mindset mm-hmm. how would you say your ideal you know habits in the morning are like mm. what do you do in the morning because i know you're like you do so much mm. like how can how do you get yourself to be like ready for your day or like ready for life so good question because i've actually never had a morning routine but i'm starting to try to try to be a morning person. no way <laughs> <laughs> i actually am a huge night owl but i'm because i work because i work out like i get i need to have, be a morning person so um first of all i stopped drinking coffee as soon as i wake up before i would literally wake up and i'm like coffee coffee right now mm-hmm. in my kitchen but now, then I actually learned from a friend that I, that actually drains you because your body in the morning has natural energy. Mm. So the best mm-hmm. thing to do is get some sunlight, hydration. So I mm. always have like half a lemon, water, drink my water. Um, I try to get sun, like try to sit in my balcony, just chiller for a second, but I don't do that every single day. And then I, and then I just start working. But an ideal morning, an ideal, that's usually what I do. But an ideal morning is one where I wake up like at five in the morning and I do champion sit fit at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Go back home when I work from home and like start my day because mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. feel so alive and vital and like full of energy after I do my afternoon workouts that I was mm-hmm. like, wait. Why am I why am I gonna feel this way like at night before I have to sleep? Right. Like yeah. I wanna feel this all day. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and I feel like when you do hit, yeah. Or like um what do you call it? like weights? Like yeah. weight training? Uh-huh. I feel like after, you know, you have so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> so it just like invigorates you and why not be mm-hmm. invigorated all day? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what I do, and then like coffee after like two hours of waking up. But like do you do anything that 
you know, that you, you train your mind to like, you know, be in a good place. Like whenever you do feel like you're, you, you might be stepping into like a dark place. Like, is there something that you do to like get yourself back up? Yes. Um, first of all, I acknowledge it. I'm like, okay, this, my energy is off right now. Like I'm having negative thoughts. I don't feel like I just become aware of where my energy is coming from. Like, and honestly, what I do is I surround myself with people who love me. I'm literally like, if I'm in a place where I just feel kind of dark, I'm like, okay, time to go see my brothers. Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I just go and hang out with like people who I know love me and that I love them. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. go fill, fill myself with love. That's what I do. That's beautiful. Community. Yeah. I'm I very, think so big. I think it's because I'm an extrovert. So you really are actually. I feel like you get you get energy from being around people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I need to fill my cup through like love. <laughs> yeah. Like, from others. Yeah, that's so true. When I'm, when I feel down, I need space. Mm. I need to like go. I need to meditate. I need to read my book. I need to like go lay in the sun. Like mm. being outside to me is like everything. Like it's when I'm feeling down, I'm just like I'm gonna go for a walk, like or something. Okay. Honestly, yes, I agree with you that sun and salt water, like being in the beach, also cleans my energy. Like, I love the feeling of just like feeling a little roasted from the sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just Salty. like nature, like yeah. a little, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I feel tan, I feel like uh, I, I'm doing the right thing to be nature y. <laughs> it's, it's nature's makeup. We, everybody looks better tan. 100%. <laughs> 100 percent. why are we out here buying bronzer just go outside like get out of here <laughs> i agree SPF, though. although they say spf is not good for you i don't know who to believe i don't, I don't know. know i don't know who to believe in anything i don't know either actually especially with dieting with food yeah. i realized that i cannot pay attention to anything not even this professional dietitian on instagram that's telling me to eat this like yeah. i realized that the best way to deal with this is to listen to my body 100 percent like literally like is my stomach feeling okay after this am i energized mm -hmm. like literally just it's like a feedback on what you're eating and then mm -hmm. you start learning what actually is good for you and that's literally what i what i do now it's like do i feel like shit okay i need to like limit this or like yeah. you know what i mean and, and i learned my diet to be the best for me and whatever works for you yeah you know i could not agree with you more it's just like intuitive eating intuitive living um and then like <clears throat> look at the people who you admire okay wait maybe like i don't this this is not going as planned like okay fulano you're really clearly good at this like what are your habits and then you ask them and like learn pick up so the things that you like yeah copying is good people are always hating on people who copy others but we're always copying everybody yeah that's how creativity arises like through copying <laughs> It's, it's through inspiration uh, through inspiration that's what it is like when you copy someone it means that you like what they're doing and how they're getting these results like let me go do this mm -hmm. oh i love it yeah i love that life is great <laughs> we're so positive <laughs> guys anyways okay i do want to ask you i want to talk a little bit about what happened with ben mm -hmm. and how that affected you because i know Obviously, you know, what happened to Ben is Ben's story, mm -hmm. but you also have your side. And I I know we talked a little bit about it, but like maybe we can talk about it and see, you know, how 
how you dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? Yeah, that was chaos. That was so insane. Um, I just, I remember like when it happened, I was, I was living with Ben in downtown and he was drinking his morning coffee in the balcony. I was like working at my desk. I could see him from the window, taking like a picture of his cup and posting it on Instagram, you know, like <laughs> before going to pro training the yeah. whole day. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And all of a sudden it was like 10 in the morning and I receive a call from Ben. I'm like, why is this guy calling me? He's in pro training. And it wasn't him. It was Cyborg. And I was like, he, I was like, what's up? Hey, what's up, Cyborg? And he was like, eh, Julie, eh, Ben it had an accident here training and eh, there's an ambulance on their way. And the first thing I was like, can he walk? And he was like, no. And I was like, and not going to lie, like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, no. The positive in me was like, this is nothing. Like, I'm sure he'll be fine. Like, no. Like, I, I honestly didn't believe that it was going to be, like, what it, what it was. And I remember I didn't even, like, I obviously took action and, like, got up and, and went. But, like, I took my time to go to the hospital. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, rush. I went right mm-hmm. away. But it wasn't like, I was like, no, it'll be fine. And then when I found out, it was just like, absolutely, I couldn't believe it. How could this happen to somebody who's on his way to greatness? Like that day he was going to open his own gym. That next weekend he was going to win the world championship, hopefully. Like there were people betting on him, like everything. And, and then it was just like once, like the ideas that I had of, of, of how him being who he is was going to be a part of my life as I created my family, like, I envisioned, like, the impact that he would have, you know, to my kids, like, I envisioned, like, him being their jujitsu coach, you know, like, yeah. but that, that's nothing, then you start realizing, okay, this, per- this person is now having to reinvent their whole identity, and that was the hard part, that was the hardest part for me to see, and him, like, laying in the bed the first day, like, Julie, what if I can't do jujitsu anymore? And that was like the worst thing in the world for him. You know, like, what if I can't do jujitsu anymore? Imagine, who cares? I'm like, who cares if he can't do jujitsu anymore? <laughs> You're kidding. Um, but imagine having a life that, like, your whole identity is based off of your be- ability to move. Wow. And all of a sudden, you can't move anything other than your right bicep. It's like, so I honestly. I, it's hard to, to like think about this, but for a moment I was like, it's, I didn't think he was going to be able to reinvent himself. I was like, this is going to be chaos for everybody. And we're all like, I don't know. I, I was like, would it have been better if he died? You know? But that's what I always say has been the most beautiful thing for me to witness and that I've learned so much from. Because he has absolutely stunned all of us with the grace that he's been able to deal with the situation nobody i don't think anyone can actually that's not true because i i was gonna say i don't think i know anyone who could have dealt with this situation in such a graceful way but i meet his friends who are in, and that's also another beautiful thing his ability to build community after this has been such an inspiration for me like he in the hospital has made friends with all of the other guys who are in his same situation they are he's now a part of a rugby a wheelchair rugby team um and all of we you know we run 5k's together Mm -hmm. 
and then like that that's what inspired me to do the half marathon yeah because we moved to ball harbor because the apartment that he and i were living at um wasn't wheelchair accessible so we had to, and my mom was living in paraguay so she had to like bring herself and move back here to help with the situation and so i had i found an apartment in ball harbor for us mm -hmm. which was perfect because it was adaptable for him it was accessible and like it happened to be on this like beautiful running trail so i started training just to like release the stress that i was feeling from yeah. it all yeah and he also happened to start training in the hospital so then it was like this thing that we shared where we were both training for a race you know the 5k mm -hmm. and then the half marathon mm -hmm. so um he's just like an inspiration for me to to always do my best and um i don't know where i was going i'm ranting <laughs> no wow it's i was going to say that i've never seen anybody be so gracious in the situation but then i also get to meet his friends all oh, right who right. are in mm -hmm. the wheelchair as well and they're also awesome Wow. there's it's just these people i think there's their soul their spirit like their karma i don't know they have to go through this but they were they're ready for it like they had to they wow. had to be in that place to go to like another level of experience that we we don't have that experience we don't have to go through those challenges that they have to go through but for them it's like next level like they're here to inspire all of us <laughs> That's wow. what they're here for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. That's so wild. <laughs> it's so wild because literally, you know, with with Ben, with everything that happened, like even before, I'm like, oh my God, he's literally going to inspire the world in so many different levels. Mm -hmm. And then this happened and then I saw him at the hospital and I was like, I felt like so much light from him. And I was like, oh my God, Ben, like you're going to inspire more people now. Like, this is going to be an even bigger journey for you. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I don't know why I felt like such a beautiful feeling from him because he, from day one, he, obviously he has, like, his doubts and everything, but, like, he was so positive from the beginning. He's like, guys, like, this, this, and I'm just like, this is wild. Like, the amount of inspiration that's going to come out of this is, is going to be insane. Yeah insane and it is mm -hmm. like you see it now it's like it's going mm -hmm. and you guys win the 5k's it's so amazing and now you're into running <laughs> i love it so much <laughs> who is this and you're like really fast i can't run with you <laughs> yes you can come with me <laughs> come, come with me you're like wait no the podcast is over <laughs> i'm so i'm literally so scared to run with you because you have like you do like what is it it's like eight minutes per mile no, I That's mean... That's your pace. It's like eight... I can do like 845s, you know? I mean, I, I'm getting faster, but... <laughs> no, I've never gone to 845. My natural pace is like 930. <laughs> like 930 is like okay. I feel good. I can run for miles and miles, like... That's like good. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But you know what? Come with me to the run club. You I will. Too. No, I will. And uh, honestly, running for me has been like... Like a miracle. Hmm. like running is, is a very spiritual thing for me just because I don't know what it is about running but it's like it moves my body to this level of like there's something bigger out there hmm. I don't know what it is and every time I run not every time but a lot of the times that I run like after my run I'm like ready to conquer the world like I'm ready to go you know and then sometimes like when I was training for the half marathon, I would get a runner's high. Have you mm -hmm. ever gone to those? Yes. I want to I hear about this, about your runner's high, because 
to me i've gone runner's high and i've never in my life have ever felt so good really like it's just like this like crazy amount of like endorphins mm-hmm. in the body and you just feel so alive and there's nothing out there in this world that has made me feel that like like that you just feel so full of energy and you want to socialize and you want to talk it's just like mm-hmm. it's like crack you know what i mean have you ever done crack i haven't but that's <laughs> what i think i'm kidding no but really it does feel so good you just, yeah you're full mm-hmm. of energy and light mm-hmm. and like you feel light you sweat mm-hmm. you release detox and like fill yourself with positive energy so i love running because of that it makes mm-hmm. me happy Mm-hmm. So it makes me happy. Are you going to do a marathon now? I don't know. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But maybe one day. Never say never. Open to it. But you know what I want to start exploring more? Um, I want to get like really deep into yoga also. I, I do yoga. Like once every other week I, I do it. I used to be more. Mm-hmm. I was I used to. I was going to that ghost studio, which for any of you listening, you should go. Melanie's really good. Um, but eh, I just like started getting into other things, so I don't have whatever. Anyway, I just remember one time in high school, like literally the, the last day of summer before starting senior year, I did this yoga class in Midtown that it was like a guest professor from India, and I don't know his name, I don't remember anything. So Do you remember no the studio? Me, it was in Midtown in Weston. Oh, 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 okay, like the the gym. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh. I did this class and I this yoga teacher literally took me into this transcendent experience. I got into Shavasana at the end of the class and I started having this repetitive memory looping in my mind of like con mi madrina, mi my how do you say madrina in English? Your godmother? My godmother. I was like imagining a memory from when I was a little girl and I went to work with her and I just like she was talking to me and I was like responding and I think I was asking her for like what an hour or something like super random yeah but it was like looping in my mind and all I was thinking about was her and then the class ended I got up and I started walking and I could not feel the feet I mean the ground beneath my feet I was like an I felt like I was like an inch above the earth as I was walking I couldn't feel the bounce of like and I was filled with love and peace but it was a very fleeting feeling like I felt like I wanted to hold on to the feeling and I think that's when it started going away as soon as I was as I I would like look at my friends I would look at my mom's friend and I was like love <laughs> we're all connected like yeah, I felt like I was yeah. on psychedelics yeah I yeah. only ever felt like that on psychedelics mm-hmm. other than from that one time in yoga so I'm like if I can experience this over all the time I want to do it I just don't really know how and I mm-hmm. guess I have to get really into yoga to continue feeling it again. I don't know what the key oh is. I want to know. I want to talk to Yogi. If you know about this, please. Yogi. <laughs> Somebody enlighten me. If you're listening to, to this, text me. <laughs> please. <laughs> 754. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it's so true. Yoga is like magical. But so I took um like a training mm-hmm. online for yoga. And part of the training, we had to do uh, pranayama, which is breath work. Um, mixed with movement Mm. and obviously that's yoga Mm. yoga is breath work mixed with movement Mm. but it's like we don't notice it and like maybe when you go to class the teacher's like make sure you're breathing make sure you know it's like so important because your breath is actually the main 
like character in yoga mm -hmm. like that's what makes your what do you how do you say like your movements go the way that they're they're going mm -hmm. and the way that you feel it comes from your breath and so when i was doing pranayama i realized like the type of constraint uh, constraints like a breath that we were doing like exhaling and inhaling the type it literally made me feel crazy like high mm -hmm. like yeah. it's crazy and then but it was all through breath work and it was just like simple like movements of the arms or something like that but like you're breathing like the way that that my teacher was like telling us how to do it afterwards i felt high like i felt like i was like on another level of like i don't know i believe you i know what and you're talking about. and i think like yoga when you when you emphasize with your breathing mm -hmm. it really gives you this like insane amount of oxygen in your body i don't know what it is like some type of mixture of chemical mixed with like your movements i think it's that it's it's that um breath to movement flow of like inhale as you raise your leg and then you don't do the, the next movement is tied to your exhale and then the next and i think like if you really focus on each movement being tied to an inhale and then an exhale and like get into that i have a feeling that's the key <laughs> I, i that's what i'm thinking that's what my theory is i feel like i need to get more into this <laughs> that, that's what my theory is yeah. i think i think the the focal point is your breathing I really think that's that's what it is because I obviously I you know the chakras and the alignment of your energies mm -hmm. is really important and like you know pigeon you know pigeon pose where it's yeah. like you put like your leg um it's kind of like you're doing like a split but like your one of your legs like folded that's basically the best way oh I yeah uh-huh pigeon breath I mean pigeon pose that one is like you're opening up your hips so much and then people feel like love it but like if you go to the level that you're your body can go it feels uncomfortable yeah but it's like all this energy is being freaking released from your hips and it's like the best thing and then you go to show us and it's like heaven I, i'm promoting yoga all right we might have to do a a yoga class one day i like, mean we do do like, yoga we do yoga all the time together <laughs> but maybe we need to like host one we need to i really think i i'm super down to do that okay i'm down to it to do it as well and then we do kundalina with michi yeah yeah we can I love have it. like a whole yoga experiential mm -hmm. i love it i i love when you were saying that thing with like you know friends in your community and mm -hmm. how that affects like who you are mm -hmm. it's so true because you when i finally opened up to like expressing myself mm -hmm. i got close to people that were also like that as well mm -hmm. and it's like my life has just been so much better You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like when you connect with the right people, it's like your life just enhances. It's all about who you are connected to. So mm -hmm. we need to be smart about it. Not not even in like a interesada way, just <laughs> in a way of like, I want to surround myself with lights, you know, people who are out there trying their best, making mm -hmm. making moves, like champions at whatever it is in whatever walks of life whether it be music creativity poetry ufc like mm -hmm. name it like i want to be your friend <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's who you that's how you learn you know you you are like the people you surround yourself with so mm -hmm. you should be around people who are great yeah but i mean there's no i don't think there's like a right and wrong 
you know, friendship, I think it's wherever you're at and where you want to go to. Mm-hmm. And then surround yourself with, like, those kinds of people that are, like, in the level that you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so important. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for do- for being here today. Thank you, Lanis, for hanging out. It's been a pleasure. I know. Is there anything else you would want to say before we finish up? Love you. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs>